Hey, this is Todd and Julie Mullen, senior pastors here at Christ Fellowship Church in South Florida. Whether you're across the street or across the world, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy week to join for this message. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you to get more out of life. Good morning, family. How are you? So, so good to be back in the house with you. Um, I do have the privilege of being able to speak into lots of different incredible settings, but I have to tell you that there are some places that I have chosen before God to just say, God, I wanna lean in a little more there. And this house is one of them. And the reason why I first felt that lean in is because honestly, God just, did something in my heart when I met your senior pastors. They are just phenomenal leaders. And I don't say that lightly, like genuinely carry you before God with such integrity and with such fervency and you are in such good hands and God has blessed you with these incredible leaders. And and so I, yeah, they're amazing. And so I often will say to God when I'm in those scenarios, I'm like, how do I help the people that are helping the people? Like, how do I uphold the arms of those that are upholding so many arms? And so for me, it is a joy and an honour that we get to pray for your pastors, stand in the gap for your pastors, believe God for the things that's on their heart for this house, Christ Fellowship. And so I'm not here this morning to entertain you or to fill a slot in the summer schedule. Um, I'm not here this morning because I didn't have somewhere else to be. Um, Although this is not a bad place to be, West Palm Beach. You've got a few things going in your favour. But honestly, I'm here because I believe that God has ordained it and God knit together our hearts for a reason. And so I wanna speak to you today as family, I don't wanna speak to you as a visitor. And I want you to let any guard down that needs to come down. And I want you to open up any part of your life that needs to be opened up because the Word of God comes to help us be more like Him. And when it comes, it challenges us and it comforts us. And it creates this, this, this question, do you want to grow? Do you want to look more like Him? Because, you know, I have a son and he's real tall. He's 17, six foot two. And even just last night, he goes, man, I can feel it. I've got growing pains. And I feel like some of you, it's been a while since you had growing pains because you've decided this is your height. But what if there was another five feet in you? What if there was a whole nother area of expansion in you? Like, like some of you are deciding that you're in retirement mode. I'm here to let you know, retirement mode might be where you are in your brain and in your head, but you know, it didn't really go that way for Moses. Didn't really go that for Sarah. Didn't really go that for Abraham. Like God has a different plan than often our plan. So maybe you just need to grow today. And I wanna help you in that. So we're standing to our feet because we're gonna pray because you have to give God permission to do what God needs to do. I can't do that part for you. You have to say, okay, God, I'm, I'm not here in a summer slump. I'm here to be all that you've called me to be. So God, I thank you for this house. And I just thank you for just the evidence of your presence in the lives and in this community. God, I thank you for the entrustment that this is. God, I do not take it lightly. And God, I right now ask for this house, for this leadership, for this staff, that today this will be a word that marks them. 
It would be a word where they say, yes, Lord, that as a result of this, God, there would be new fruit on the branches. There would be new growth in the harvest field. God, I pray for those that have become stagnant, today there would be a shift. For those that have gone into retirement mode, today they would re-engage. For those today that are on the fringes and on the edges, today I pray they get back in the fire. God, I pray you would use this word in the way you intended it to be used. And so God, I pray I would get out of the way so that you would have your way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may take your seats. When Jesus walked past the, the boat of the disciples, he said two words, follow me. Two words, they had no idea where to, they had no idea what was involved. They had no idea that if they followed him, would there be a salary? Would there be a bed to stay in? Would there be a package, a benefits package? They had no idea, but something about the two words that he spoke had like a magnetic draw on their heart. So much so that they couldn't stay where they were. They had to go where he was. They literally left everything they knew, everything they'd worked for, everything that was familiar, on the back of two words. It was such a draw to their heart and to their life that it made no sense to leave everything they knew and had worked for, but something inside them said it made complete sense. And on that day, they began a journey that for you and I, we also began when we met Jesus and said yes to Jesus. But that journey did not end when they just simply left their boat. They began a journey that would take place for the rest of their life. They began the journey of being a disciple. And you and I are on the journey of being disciples. And the root word of the word disciple means to be a student. And I'm here to let you know today that some of you need to go back to school. You've stopped being a student. You've stopped putting yourself in the seat of the learner. You've started acting like you know it all when you don't know it all. You've started acting like I've got enough when you don't have the more than enough. You started saying to yourself, this is it when this is not all there is. And the only way we discover the more is to get back to saying, I'm so hungry for him. I'm so thirsty for him. I wanna be a disciple of him until I spend my eternity with him. And today I'm out here to get you out of the seat of the comfortable and back on the journey of being a seeker. You and I are called to be a seeker of Jesus, a seeker of his kingdom. And I think in the church, We've used the word seeker in a way that's not been helpful because we've talked about seekers as if they're people that don't yet know Him. And yes, that is true. Those people are seeking. Maybe they are unaware right now that that is what they are seeking. But seeking is not just for those that don't know Him. Seeking is the life posture of those that do know Him. There's so much more for you to discover. There is so much more for you to step into. But if you stop seeking, you will stop finding. The Bible says in James 4, verse 8, that when you draw near to Him, He draws near to you. And so many of us are waiting for Him to draw near to us, but we're doing no drawing near to Him. And it's our seeking that creates the drawing that begins to change things in our life. Listen, some of you, your marriage is stuck. 
Your finances are stuck. There's areas in your life where your own anxiety and your own depression has caused you to be stuck. And today you're like, God, I need you to get me unstuck. And he sent a woman from the other side of the ocean with a, I don't have an accent, you have an accent. But he sent me, he sent me to say to you, there's a way to get unstuck. It's called leaving your boat of excuses and beginning to seek again his face, seek again his word, seek again his truth. I think maybe we have so much information, we've stopped seeking revelation. We have so many opinions, we've stopped seeking the truth. We have so much immersed ourselves in culture that we've stopped seeking the kingdom. That maybe our excess has caused us to seek him less. And today it's time to get back into the role of seeking. If you seek him, you will find him. Listen, if you're not seeking, if you're not living a life of seeking, then the chance is that instead of seeking, you've started hiding. You know, the enemy has one plan, and that is to stop you from seeking. And the way he stops you from seeking is by making you feel you should be hiding. What is the first thing that happens in Genesis 2? Here's Adam and Eve who are seeking to walk with God in the cool of the day, seeking to be around Him, seeking to converse with Him, seeking to spend their time with Him. Then sin enters and what's the first consequence of sin? They start to hide. They start to stop seeking and now they're hiding. They're not looking for Him because they're hiding from Him. Shame tells them to hide. Failure tells them to hide and they move from being seekers to being hiders. I'm telling you, some of you are hiding behind your wealth, hiding behind your title, hiding behind your failure, hiding behind your schedule. We begin to be hiders and if you are hiding, you are not seeking. And if you are not seeking, you are not finding. And today it's time to get you back because Proverbs 8 tells us in verse 17 that when you seek Him, you will find him and the enemy knows that which is why he does not want you to remember that you are a seeker when our children were little there was a game that we would play often this is free parental advice just for a moment to any parent in here hide and seek is a great game what is there not to like about it number one your kids hide number two they are quiet while they hide and number three, it's free. It's an awesome parenting tip I just gave you. Hide and seek is always a win. So we played it a lot when our kids were little. And on this one occasion, our kids were hiding. We have two, a daughter and a son. And our son was very good at the game. He's the younger of the two. So I was on the job of seeking and I found Noah, our son, uh, sorry, found Hope, our daughter, first of all, easy to find. Well, after finding Hope, my phone rang and I took the phone call. And I began talking to this friend who was in a crisis and the conversation got really deep and then we're praying and we're chatting and time went by and as I hung up the phone, the laundry was singing to let me know it was finished. So now I'm going to the laundry and I'm taking the laundry out and I'm folding the stuff that's dried. And 40 minutes later, I suddenly remember, oh my gosh, I'm playing in hide and seek and I only found one child <laughs> so 
So I quickly went back to the job of seeking and eventually found our son had crawled underneath his bed and because he'd been waiting so long to be found, he'd fallen asleep. (laughs) And as I was thinking about you today, church, I felt the Holy Spirit remind me of that image. And And let me tell you it this way, it's not that God is keeping things from you, it's that you stop seeking. There's a destiny and a dream and you stop seeking. There's a vision inside and it's fallen asleep because you stop seeking. There's freedom and deliverance for you. It's in the house, but you stop seeking and you gotta get back to the job of seeking. And so I wanna take you to a story today in the Bible where seeking literally changes someone's life. It takes them on a journey where they go from hidden to found, from being confused to being clear, from being isolated to being included, from being a fraud to being a follower. It's a story that many of us will know if we've been around church for any length of time. It's a story where maybe you were told it in Sunday school, but I want you to seek him in this story with me afresh this morning and see things that maybe you did not see before. See, some of you are reading your Bible like it's a checklist. I read my scriptures, gotta get through my reading plan, read my scriptures, skim read them, tick the plan, thank goodness. You're gonna wait till tomorrow. You're not gonna find him by skimming him. You're only gonna find him by seeking him. So we need to slow down and seek. Stop scrolling and seek. Stop posting and seek. His name is Zacchaeus. His story is in Luke 19. Starts by saying, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. Note that, it's an important piece of information. Jesus had not planned a stop here today. Jesus was not gonna stay where Zacchaeus was. Jesus was literally passing through. And there are seasons and there are times when I sense the presence of God, the miracle of God, the breakthrough, the freedom. It is passing through the room. Hello, it's passing through and all you have to do is be hungry enough to be desperate enough to seek it. But so many of us want a house call. Well, well, Jesus, I need you to stop everything. I need you to come over. Oh, and by the way, when I say come over, don't come over at this time, this time, or this time, only at this time will it work for me to actually have that encounter. Stop giving God your schedule and give him your seeking. Jesus is passing through. But Zacchaeus, it says, who was a chief tax collector, who was wealthy, in other words, Zacchaeus had all the things the world seeks. He had power, he had money, he had influence, he had title, he had all the things the world tells you to seek to be successful and yet he was still empty, yet he still didn't have the answers. And so here's Zacchaeus, he hears that Jesus is passing through and it says this, it says, and he wanted to see who Jesus was, if you're gonna be a seeker, I wanna ask you, what are you seeking to see? Like like he heard Jesus passing through, but something inside him was like, I wanna see with my own eyes. (laughs) So many of you, you're hearing about the things of God. You're hearing other people's testimonies about what God can do, but don't you wanna see for yourself? Do you wanna see him heal you? 
give you deliverance, see your grandchildren saved, see your family made whole. Don't you wanna see that? And I think some of us have just got way too comfortable and lost our curiosity. And he's like, I wanna see. He didn't wanna hear the story. He wanted to see with his own eyes, how tall is Jesus? What's Jesus' shoe game like? You don't know that unless you see. There are some things you'll never know, you'll never discover unless you get up and try to see it for yourself. Are you seeking to see? See, a lot of times what we're living in proximity of affects our perspective. And so here's the key is he's living in the proximity of the fact that he's wealthy, but he's also a cheat, he's also a liar. He's living in the proximity of all that and that can end you up hiding from seeing. And Zacchaeus realizes I'm living in the proximity of this, but I wanna get in the proximity of this man called Jesus. Some of you are living in the proximity of your pain. You talk to it all the time. You talk about it all the time. You hang around your pain all the time and you're wondering why you don't see your deliverance and see your freedom because your freedom is over here, your pain is over here and you're not seeking to see freedom, you're seeking to sit here with pain. Some of you are living in proximity of your past. Your future's over here waiting for your future's passing through town and you're sat over here and you wanna see but in order to see you're gonna have to move. So Zacchaeus, he wants to see, but watch this. He says he wants to see, but because he was short and all the short people said, Amen. the Bible understands all of your problems. <laughs> Even your short people issues are in the word of God, okay? He's like, he's like I wanna see, but I'm short. Like when you're ready to see something you've never seen before, when you're ready to seek Jesus in a way you've never seen him before, I guarantee you, your butt will show up. But I'm short, but I failed, but I don't know if I fit in, but I'm not good enough, but I'm too old, but it's too late, but I'm not sure I'm into all of that. I'm not sure I can do it. I'm telling you, when you get ready to move your proximity to a place of freedom, your big excuse will show up. And some of you have been sat the wrong side of your excuse for so long. And I'm telling you, it's not that Jesus doesn't want you to see him, but you're gonna have to get past your excuse. <laughs> How desperate are you to see? Some of you won't push past your pride or your embarrassment or, or your scheduling. No, you're gonna have to get past it. And it says that Zacchaeus, yes, he was short. So this is what happens. So he decides to run ahead and climb a tree. And I want to tell you today, it's time for some of you to climb a tree. It's time for some of you to start climbing a tree. I want to see a breakthrough. You're going to have to climb a tree. I want to see freedom. You're going to have to climb a tree. See, some of you, you fill in that connect card when the pastor says a moment ago, so, so many of you are here and we would love you to be connected. It would be great. There's a little connect card in the envelope, in the pocket in front of you. Just pick it up, fill it out. You're like, yes. Yes, of course I will. And you fill it out and you look like a good Christian and you're filling it out and then you put it in your bag and you're like, it will never see the light of day. Because <laughs> I want to see, but I don't want to be seen. I want to see, 
but I don't want anyone to see the real me. You don't have to climb a tree. Zacchaeus climbs a tree. He's at the top of the tree. Now he's got a different perspective. Remember, Jesus is, uh, is just passing through. But it says this as he climbs the tree, as Jesus is coming that way. It says in verse five, Jesus reached the spot. What spot? The spot where someone was seeking to see him because he knows. The presence of God can be in this auditorium and he knows who's seeking to see him and he knows who's just in the room. Jesus reaches the spot and he stops right under the tree. Now listen, I don't think Jesus stopped because he had good security with earpieces in. Okay, Jesus, third tree on the right, third tree on the right, wealthy man up the tree. We could do with a good offering this week. So if you could just stop a little, get him down from the tree, this would be good for the ministry. No, there was no, there was no manipulation. Jesus just knew. Jesus stops, he looks up the tree and the one who's seeking to see is about to let him know, I see you. Jesus says, Zacchaeus, wait a minute, he knows his name. Crowds of people, he wasn't planning to stop here. Jesus knows his name. Why is it important that Jesus in front of everybody calls him by name? I'll tell you why. Because Zacchaeus, the meaning of the name Zacchaeus is this, pure and innocent one. Zacchaeus is anything but pure and innocent. He is robbing from people, stealing from people, lying to people, taking extra taxes from people. He's despised by people in his community. But what Jesus is saying is, as you seek to see me, I'm gonna tell you who you really are. I'm gonna tell you who you really are, Zacchaeus. You are pure and you are innocent one. You're gonna be redeemed and you're gonna be set free. You're gonna be transformed. You're gonna become who the Father says you are because as you seek to see me, I will seek to see, show you the God that is in you. When you seek to see him, you actually figure out who you are. Some of you are so confused about who you are. You've allowed your career to tell you who you are, what's in your bank to tell you who you are, what role you fulfill to tell you who you are. Listen, if your identity is in a role, I just, I'm as a pastor telling you this, if my identity is in my role as a pastor and I have stopped being a seeker of Jesus, then I'm going to get stuck in the tree of my role. But God wants to keep calling out of me what is in me. And I have to keep being willing to be seen for who He says I am, not who everybody tells me I am. And Zacchaeus was being called out. When you seek to see, you will see who you are through His eyes. Pure and innocent one. But it's not enough to stop at seeing. Because when you seek, you also have to seek to see, but you also have to seek to stay. Oh, we don't like this one. You're like, if you could just move over this point and get to the last point, that would be great. This is when it gets awkward. You see, some of you don't mind coming to church like the hokey pokey. I put myself in, take myself out, put myself in, shake it all about. 
But what does Jesus say? Jesus that was passing through, Jesus says, Zacchaeus, come down immediately because I must stay at your house today. Jesus like, if you wanna actually seek me, you're gonna have to learn not just to seek to see me, but seek to stay with me. Go from the treetop to the tabletop. Why? Because unless you sit, unless you stay, unless you are planted, unless you put your roots down, unless you actually make contact, unless you have a conversation, you'll never fully understand whose you are or who you are. I'm telling you, I, I know it's awkward for some of you, which is why you don't wanna put the card in at the reception point, because someone may call you. and then they will know your name. And then it gets a little uncomfortable because then they're gonna tell you to get in a small group. And you're like, there's nothing about small and group that should go together. (laughs) That's awkward. I'm telling you, that's why some of your life is stuck because you won't stay. That's why some of you can't be in a relationship long time because you won't stay. Because every time it gets awkward, you pack a bag and leave. Every time it gets uncomfortable, you're out the door. I'm telling you, you'll live at your life a level of immaturity. But maturity stays. It works it out. I've been with my husband 31 years. There's been a lot of times when I would like to leave, but I stayed. And for him too, I stayed. We're raising our kids, one's 20, one's 17. There's a lot of times I would like to have evicted them from the house around the age of six, seven, 12, 13. I would be like, you're out of here. But I had to stay because when you stay, you grow up. When you stay, you mature. When you stay, you go to the next level. Stop dating Jesus putting on your best outfit, coming for your Sunday date. (laughs) Jesus is like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) I already know you. I saw you Monday, I saw you Tuesday, I saw you Wednesday. I saw you without your Sunday best. I saw your ugly attitude. I saw your pride. I saw your dysfunction at home. I saw you lose your rag with the children. I saw you in that area where you compromised. In, like I already saw that. Can, we, can you just stay at the table? Because I already know all that stuff and I'm at the table. So if I'm not running from you, <laughs> why in the world are you running from me? Like stay. Like, like I love y'all, but I'm just going to help y'all. All right? Is that okay? Like, like, I put my money in, I take my money out, I put my money in, I shake it all about. No, that's why it tells us to tithe. What's tithing? Stay. Stay on a good month, stay on a bad month, stay on a high, stay on a low. Put something in the ground that's gonna grow a harvest for your future. It's not a slot machine. We don't, we don't, we don't pray when we're in need and not pray when we're in plenty. You stay in a place of prayer. You stay in a place of worship. You stay in a place of seeking. And Jesus is like, I need you to come down. I need you to stay. We sometimes still play hide and seek. Our kids are grown. Our best friends of 38 years, their kids are grown and we do life together a lot and every now and again, because we're bored and it's free, we'll play hide and seek. 
on this one occasion, all as adults and our adult children are playing hide and seek, and I was hiding. I was very good at it. I knew my friend's closet that she doesn't want anyone to know you have in your home with all the junk in it. I knew where that was, so I went to that closet. I didn't just hide in the closet. I put all the coats on top of me, the ski helmet, the boots, everything. Like, I was under there, and I was hidden. You know, she opened those doors four times. Open the doors, not in here, close them, off she'd go. Come back later, open the doors again, close them, off she'd go. But if she just stayed, she would have seen things moving in the cupboard that should not move on their own. <laughs> she would have heard, because <laughs> I was dying in there under all that stuff. If she just stayed, and I'm telling you, your impatience has walked you away from your miracle so many times. Well, I came to church twice and I did, my marriage didn't get better. Wow, it took you 15 years to get it to this mess. You gave the church two months. Are you kidding me? Stay, stay in counseling, stay in the therapy. Stay in the place of being accountable and you will start to find transformation. We were just in Rome recently with our kids and it seemed like around every corner where we walked, there would be like these areas that were cordoned off with tape. And they were cordoned off with tape because someone realized there's something underneath this dirt that is treasure. And someone was committed to stay on that site and dig until they got all the treasure out of the ground that there was to get out. But across the road from the dig site, there was the tourist shop. And I could go in the tourist shop and I could get a trinket of Rome. I could get a trinket of the Colosseum. I could get a keychain with a photograph on it. And I feel like we walk down this path and you have to decide, do you want treasure or do you want trinkets? Do you want revelation or do you want elevation? Do you want a title or do you want truth? Do you want, do you want to be seen by whoever you think you need to be seen by? Or do you want to seek the one who holds all the answers for your life? I'm telling you, we have traded treasure for trinkets. Some of you need to stay. I'm just telling you, no, you need to go to that booth after service and find someone and say, I've been coming here quite a while and I have yet to let anyone know my name my situation, and I'm just, I'm just identifying, hey, I'm in the house and I would love, could you plug me in? I'd love to find a small group. Hey, could you let me know how I can go get counseling? Hey, can you point me in the, in the direction of someone that can help me with discipleship? Stay. Because when you stay, something awesome happens. When you stay, the third thing that happened to Zacchaeus will happen to you because it was in his staying that he found his standing. Look at this, he comes down. I feel like Holy Spirit saying to some of you, come down. He sits at the table. I feel like the Holy Spirit saying to some of you, sit at the table. He stays. And as he stays and has a conversation with the one who has every answer he'll ever need, as he stays at the table, something inside him starts to change. And all of a sudden, in verse eight, without anybody asking him to do this, without anyone twisting his arm, without anyone saying, well, you should really think about this, it says Zacchaeus stood up. 
And he said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. What's going on? The real Zacchaeus is standing up. He's been around Jesus. He's seen and he's stayed. And as he's seen and he's stayed, he's like, I am not that guy. I am not a thief. I am not a cheat. I am not unkind. I am not selfish. The real Zacchaeus, he's gonna pay it back. The real Zacchaeus, he's gonna help the poor. The real Zacchaeus, he's gonna make a difference. I'm telling you, there's something in some of you and it's time for it to stand. You've sat for too long. It's time to stand and say whose you are. It's time for you to stand in your workplace and say, I believe in the Word of God. It's time to stand on the truth of the Gospel. In a couple of weeks' time, it just so happens by the divine organisation of God. I take no credit. I was like, are there any baptisms going on around here anytime soon? Oh yeah, in a couple of weeks, we're going to the beach and we're doing a massive baptism. I was like, huh. Funny, I come two weeks before to say to Zacchaeus, something in you needs to stand. What's baptism? It's a stand. Well, I know Jesus, I know you know Him, but will you stand for Him? Will you let the old Zacchaeus go down in the water so the new Zacchaeus can stand up? Will you let the past be buried so the future can rise up? Will you let that be gone so that this can be present? Some of you are like, oh, I don't think it's for me. I'm here to let you know. Baptism is just a nice idea that maybe you should consider. It's something inside you standing. It's a decision you make. You're like, I wanna make a decision. I don't wanna hide anymore. I don't wanna sit at home in my chair of apathy. I wanna get in the tree. I wanna see, I wanna sit at the table and I wanna stay and I want something inside me to stand for my future and my children's future and my children's children's future. I wanna urge every single person in the house today that has been here a while. I've been in the same church all my life. There comes this thing that happens to us. It's just part of life where you're like, well, I've been here for forever. No one's gonna miss me. I don't really know that this is a season where I need to be that involved. I sit watching the screens and listening to those young people take a microphone. I don't know that I could have done that at that age and talk to you, the church, about what's happening in their life. They're letting you into a window I've been seeking this week at a thing called movement that your giving's helped me go to and I've seen something, I've seen something. You know they're gonna come down out of that tree of movement and they're gonna need to sit at a table. And here's what happens. They go to sit at the table and the only other people at the table look like them. But they can't help one another in the same way someone who's been here a little while can help them. Jesus didn't sit Zacchaeus at a table with other people like Zacchaeus. He sat Zacchaeus at the table with people who had answers. I would say, I don't know who this is for, but I'm telling you, there's someone in the house today and you just need to know, you need to go sit at the table. Say, hey, I don't know how you can use me, but I wanna stay. I wanna get involved. I wanna be part. You have a whole mission about getting there first. 
If that mission is for anyone, it's for the older generation. It's for us that have done life for more than 20 or 30 years. Like it's about us getting there first so when they arrive, we're already at the table. We're already laying the food out. We're already saying we're prepared for you to come and to stay. Let's build a house where people are seeking to see, but when they come down from the tree, the table is full. And those that are helping them seek to stay. And when they stand and begin to say what it is that God has made them to do on the planet, they're surrounded by people who say, I know that didn't come from me and I know it didn't come from them. I know that came from God inside of you. How do we help you get that out of your life into the future? I'm telling you, if we don't seek, then the world will tell us what to seek. Social media will tell you what to seek. And I'm not gonna let my children's children end up seeking something that will never fulfill them, never allow them to find who they really are. I want them to seek the one who knows their name. At the end of this story, after Zacchaeus has stood up, Jesus ends by saying these words, today, Salvation has come to this house. Listen to this. For the Son of Man came to what? Seek and save the lost. If our heavenly Father's very DNA is to seek, how much more should we as His children have the same DNA within us? He is a seeker. We are seekers and I just came today to shake you out of your summer slumber, to get you out of your seat that has become way too comfortable, to eject you into your future that looks way different than your past, to get you in love again with the dream and the vision that God has for your life, but He's not gonna do a house call. You're gonna have to leave and seek. And when you seek Him, the Bible says you will Find Him. All across the room, I want us to stand to our feet. I don't know where this finds you today, but I know it finds you. Some of you, it's time to seek to see. You gotta get your curiosity back. Some of you, it's time for seeking to get past that excuse and climb that tree, hand the card in, make a connect, get baptized, begin to contribute. Begin to get involved. I don't know what it is, but, but God asks us not to just be hearers of the Word, but doers of the Word. So just close your eyes all across the room. There's two things I wanna ask. Firstly, if today you're saying, I know I need to get back to seeking. I just, I kind of, I've got onto that recliner and I've just, I've stopped seeking in the way. I wanna hunger and thirst afresh. If that's you today, you're like, God, I, I wanna seek you with all my heart. No matter how long you've been saved, just lift those hands and say, God, I, I wanna seek you with all my heart. God, I'm seeking you. I want your words. I don't want the world's words. I want your ways. I don't want my ways. God, I'm seeking you afresh today. God, you see all of our hands raised. God, I thank you for the honesty in the room. I thank you for the willingness in the room to seek again. For some, they have been disappointed and it stopped them seeking. 
Some have felt, what is the point? And it stopped them seeking. But today I thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding us that if we're not seeking, we're hiding. And God, we're not called to hide. We're called to be the light on the hill. We're called to be the difference makers. We're called to be your hands and feet. So God, I pray a new passion would arise in every heart. I pray this house would be known as a house of seekers. Those who seek your face and seek your ways and seek your word. Oh, baptize this house afresh in a passion to seek you. Seek you in the morning and seek you in the evening. Seek you on the good days and seek you on the hard days. Seek you in the valley and seek you on the mountaintop. Oh God, let this be a house that is seeking you. Seeking your presence, seeking your provision, seeking your word, seeking your ways. Baptize us afresh, God. Eyes still closed, just lower your hands. I'm gonna ask one final thing. Where are you, Zacchaeus? Where are you, the one that needs to make him Lord and Savior? Where are you, the one that is the prodigal that has drifted far from him? Where are you, the one that used to love him, but now you are living a life hidden from him? Where are you, the one that needs a fresh start today? I'm searching for you. And if you'll seek Him and you'll get past your pride and get past your embarrassment and past what will people think, if in this next moment you will lift your hand and say, I am seeking a fresh start. I'm seeking salvation. I'm seeking forgiveness. If you'll take that next step, I promise you He will see you and He will call you by name and you'll begin a new journey with Him today where the best days are ahead of you. So if you're in this room today and you need Jesus, you need forgiveness, you need a fresh start, stick your hand up high. Say, that's me today. I'm, I'm climbing the tree and I'm saying, that's me today. God, God, do you see me? He's gonna say, I see you. So many hands, come on, just keep them lifted. Push past those things that have kept you in that seat. Every single one that's raising a hand right now, He sees you. You are seeking to see Him and He is stopping and He sees you. I just want you to put your hand on your heart and I'm just gonna pray this prayer for you and I need you to agree this prayer in your heart. God, I thank You for every single person that is boldly responding in this moment, that are willing to say, God, I need You. I need Your forgiveness. I need a fresh start. God, I thank You that as they seek You, they will find You today. They will not find You judging them. They will not find You condemning them. They will find You extending Your hand to them, just like You did to Zacchaeus, calling out the good in them, setting them up to win. God, I thank You today for salvation, for redemption, for transformation. I thank You today that You are rescuing literal destinies in this room. I thank You today that the enemy has no more power, no more hiding in the shadows, no more hiding in shame, no more hiding in lies, coming out into the full light of Your glory. So God, I pray today, every heart right now that is asking You, Lord, forgive. Lord, deliver and Lord, grant them freedom for who the Son sets free is free indeed. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Thank you again for spending time with us today. If you're looking to take a step in discovering the more that God has in store for you, just text the word podcast to the number 441-441 and select the option that applies to you. And if you enjoyed this message, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. A special thanks to those of you who generously give to all that God is calling us to do together. It's because of you that everything that we do is possible. We'll see you right back here for next week's message.